This is an elephant speak. Search of Reality Podcast and its host does not necessarily believe in or claim that our guests' opinions and stories are a representation of our own views. The podcast, however, is dedicated to giving people a right to speak and share their stories. The In Search of Reality Podcast and its host may neither agree or disagree with episode content, but does respect the opinions, worldviews, religious ideals, and information that our guests provide. We believe in freedom of speech and a right to an opinion. Hello, Reality Searchers. And welcome to today's show. Up next, we have a special guest on the line. Um, we're going to look at the paranormal phenomena through the stories of a ghost hunter. I'd like to welcome the founding member of the Toledo Spirit Hunters and fellow Buckeye, Dennis, to the show. How you doing, Dennis? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. You're the founder of the Toledo Spirit Hunters. It's, it's a, a ghost hunting group. Is that correct? Yes. So, you know, what got you started in all this? Um, you know, what got you fascinated in the subject of ghosts and the paranormal? It's funny how I get that question every time I do a podcast interview, and it's very funny. Uh, some people end up getting into this field because they have a paranormal experience, like if they were young or lived in a house that was haunted or, or whatnot. Um, me? I had I always say partially the shows and partially my interest because I wanted to find out for myself is the paranormal real is what there is what they are experiencing on there real so I did my first public uh ghost hunt here in Toledo at the Toledo Yacht Club and caught some evidence caught some really good um EVPs for those who listen don't know what that word is or those words are. It's electrical voice phenomena. And I caught that and been hooked ever since. And I joined a team for a while, broke off, started my own team, and I've had my own team for about three years. And that's about it. So what what are your thoughts now? I mean what what is your conclusion? Do you have a conclusion? My conclusion is I do believe in the paranormal. Sometimes I have to debunk stuff to realize what the paranormal is and whatnot. So 
there are times where I do have to debunk my evidence and there's times where I've captured evidence and it's really good. Right. And, uh, as far as the locations go, had some that, you know, you've, you've shown up to that was claimed to be haunted and then it turned out to be, you know, you debunked the stuff or. Um, there's some locations like, okay. So are you talking like out of every location I've like investigated? Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. I mean, yep. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, to clarify the question, make sure I understand what you're saying. Um, there, you know, I've been to OSR, which, you know, is Ohio reformatory. Mm -hmm. I've been there and some people say, oh, they experience scratches. They experience disembodied voices and this and that. I went, I didn't, I didn't even experience anything physical. I call it more audio than physical. Now, the only location that I've really caught some really good evidence, and I don't know if you ever heard of this place, but Waverly's Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah. For our list for our listeners, where's that located? Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Used to be a uh, tuberculosis hospital back in the 1920s. So yeah, about 19. So about 1950. Yep. I think I've watched a couple shows actually where they went to those locations. That that place is creepy looking, man. Yeah. Um, first time I ever went, I did a public ghost hunt to see what it was like. And uh, went there. And first time, no joke, I caught a disembodied female voice. First time. That's interesting. It, it asked for, it actually, it said help in disembodied. I called out my recorder. And I caught it on my IR camera and with my own ears. So that, I guess that leads into my question. My next question. Um, what are some of the more scary locations that you've been involved with? Uh, the most Waverly Hills. And, and why do you Waverly say that Hills. the vibe or did you, did you, what else did you experience there? That place is no joke. It is a hundred percent haunted It is a hundred percent active. And that place will change and open your eyes within those walls of the paranormal. Like, like I'm not joking. It brings a whole new level. Like, if you go to, like, say you come to Toledo and you go to the Toledo Yacht Club versus Waverly Hills. You're going to pick Waverly Hills over the Yacht Club. Reason being is, is Waverly Hills has so much history, so much death, so much trauma that every patient who passed away there is trapped there. Their bodies are still actually buried on the grounds there in the woods and on marked graves. Yeah, that's disturbing. Um, yeah. do, do you think that, how does that work? Does, I mean, is the, is it the energy that gets trapped or is it their soul or their spirit themselves? You know, what do you think that is when there's all that emotion and all that tragedy in one location? I think it's just their, the spirits of the patients get trapped there because some of them, I don't think realize that they died of tuberculosis. And I think some of them, just are on don't they're not they're unrested you know what i'm saying 
because they went through so much tragedy and so much pain from suffering from TB. Um, there were some patients that were experimented on. They would remove part of your ribs just to see, just to try and deflate the lung. Um, they would push the patients outside of their rooms because they thought maybe fresh air and sunlight would help the disease. But yeah, no, that that place holds so much death and trauma that I think that's why that building is just like one huge vortex. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a portal somewhere in that building, honestly. Right. And when you say portal, you mean like to another dimension or more like on the lines of something evil? Just to another dimension. I mean, I could give you a, another example too. When, uh, um, when that place closed down in the 1950s, I don't know if this actually when this took place in history, but it also opened up and was a nursing home for a while too until about 1981, then it completely closed down. There was a homeless guy living in the building, and there's some people that found him and literally beat him to death and his dog and threw him and his dog down the elevator shaft and oh, his God. spirit his spirit is trapped in that building and he walks the fourth floor to this day as a shadow figure people have captured him hey, did you experience that when you was there um i did not experience any shadows uh sometimes see when you go to waverly hills they recommend that you turn your flashlights off because your eyes had to adjust um my eyes just couldn't adjust like real well to the dark but sometimes you know i will be honest i did capture a figure on my thermal imager the first time i went on the fourth floor of a um like a outline of a body mm -hmm. but I didn't like catch, you know, a shadow figure. I did not see the creeper that they claim is on the third floor. I didn't catch any of that. Have you, have you ever seen a shadow figure? I have not yet seen a shadow figure with my own eyes. Um, I believe this last location that me and my team investigated I believe I actually captured a shadow figure in this red residential home. Oh wow! That's on my um, on my deer tracker. But uh -huh. again, we're saving all that for our series, so that, we're not really cool. releasing right, all right. that. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've actually experienced. Um, I've actually seen one before. Um, that it Have was, you? I, yeah, it's actually one of the reasons why I kind of you know, got into all this and started trying to figure out what the hell was going on with the world <laughs> and, you know, what, yeah, just, some things just aren't what they seem, you know? So can you tell us a little bit about, um, your ghost hunting team, the Toledo spirit hunters, like who's on your team? You know, what, what kind of things do you guys do? Do you guys go to residentials and help people that kind of thing? So what we do is we basically we will go to residential homes we will help residential um, owners if they reach out to us and would like us to 
Um, we also go to businesses. Uh, we are, we have a series on YouTube right now. Um, there's three episodes. Um, the first episode takes place in a, um, restaurant that's in Luna Pier, Michigan. The second episode takes place in an apartment complex in Oregon, Ohio. And the third episode takes place in a residential home here locally in Toledo. We, my team basically is made up of me, my wife, um, another team member named David and another team member named Ty. Uh, we all four work together. We, you know, help each other, look, look out for each other and make sure, you know, people are safe and everything. Now, do you guys each have different roles as the team or do you guys kind of share the duties? Uh, we basically just share the duties. We don't have, we don't name, we don't give ourselves titles. So, so I was, I was watching some of your videos of the SLS cameras. Um, yeah. can, can you talk a little bit about some of the equipment you guys use and maybe some of the experiences you've been able to capture with some of the equipment? Uh, yeah. Again, you mentioned the SLS camera. We use the SLS camera. Um, that SLS camera actually is the same one that is used on Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans. It's the actual one from Bill Chappell. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually met Bill Chappell personally. And he actually signed that SLS camera for me. So I have his legit uh, signature on my SLS camera. Nice. No joke. He signed it, which is cool because he signed it before he shipped it out to me. <laughs> so. So for our, listener, for our listeners, yeah, what is the SLS camera? What does that do? What does a, it entail? It is a structured light sensor camera. It basically maps out a um, human body as a stick figure or in the paranormal, uh, any spirit that want to manifest into or want to, wants to manifest. So what you can't see with your own eyes, you can see with an SLS. It basically will map it out as a stick figure. Now, you mentioned you've seen SLS footage of mine now. Is this where you want to go in and go in a little bit in depth into my haunted, my haunted 90 haunted artifacts I own? I do have a question about that. We can, we can, we can hold <laughs> off on that. Cause that's yeah, we're, we are, we're going to go there though. We're going to go there. But okay. so the, well, we might as well, we the, might as well the, touch base on it because I'm about <laughs> to go into it with that select camera. <laughs> All right. Just go for it, man. Okay. So, the SLS camera, I like using it when I investigate live with my um, 90, my 90 haunted artifacts. Now, this is where you like watching the videos. You caught, you watch some really good SLS footage, and this is where you really want to praise it. And I'm sure you do. Now, which, if you mind me asking, which one is your favorite that you watched out of all of them? Well, I don't know. I want to say I, it's favorite, but the one that really stood out was the little boy Billy that looked like he was he was playing with the ball. Um, okay, that was a good one. 
Um, so for the, for those who haven't seen your videos, he, he actually has a room with haunted artifacts that he, he kind of does his research, if you will, on the paranormal. It's pretty fascinating stuff. You guys need to check, check it out. There's other videos. I don't know if you've seen, um, there's one where I've actually caught four figures at once. It was really weird. Um, I had like four, I had, I'm sitting, I, you know, I have a bunch of haunted artifacts in front of me, you know, and I had the SLS on it. And there's, there's a figure that pops up on the doctor's bag. There's another figure that pops up next to the little small child doll. And then there's another one that pops up right and right next to, I think it's right next or on top of the doll that's sitting in the chair. And then there was another one. Now, here's my best evidence capture. Okay. With my SLS camera, what the the best one I captured, and I'm sure you've seen this one with the wheelchair. I could be wrong. You yes, I, I see. No, I see now. Okay. One I did. Okay. I this wheelchair is about 1930 to 1940s. Uh, it was used in a military hospital. I was live. This for anyone who's listening and has not seen the video. And I've never caught a figure with my SLS sitting in the wheelchair. Never. So I tell everyone that I'm, everyone that's live watching, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to crap my pants if I catch a figure in the wheelchair. Yeah, that was a funny so, video too because you, yeah. you had me laughing hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm panning the I'm panning the uh, SLS over, and this is. And if you guys are watching, and if you guys, everyone's listening, watches. In the beginning, I don't have a figure in my wheelchair, and the figure, the wheelchair, the figure doesn't come up until after you hear a clear EVP going across my sphere box. Now, a sphere box is basically a radio handheld radio scans through frequencies. And the spirit can talk over multiple um, sweeps of um, frequency. So they could say five words over mul uh, multiple sweeps. It's like white noise right in between. Yep. 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 So I, am, I go, you know, I'm panning back and forth between the wheelchair and the rest of my objects. Next thing you know, you hear this. I go, you know, I'm going to crap my pants if I catch an object, you know, a figure in my wheelchair. Next thing you know, I hear this male come across and goes, do it. Clear as day. And I still got to go over that audio. I haven't gone over that audio and I need to look for it. And it goes, clear as day. You can hear it. It goes, do it. And next thing you know, about a minute later, I pan the SLS over and you see a figure basically sitting full fully in the wheelchair arms resting on the top of the armrest arms down moving around and and that's all she wrote I yeah, was just it was like, like it was interacting with what you had said right because you yeah you, it, you had said i'll crap my pants if this figure appears in a wheelchair and then it says to you do it and then it appears in the wheelchair yep Yep. It basically was an intelligent response and it called my block. What, what is, what is <laughs> it, what is the camera picking up actually? Cause I, I mean, what is it using? Like, I know it's, 
it's showing like stick figures, but what is, what is it picking up that we can't see with our own eyes? You know, it's like, and that's a good question because that would be a question for Bill Chapel to answer. Um, it's picking up, it picks up something. I don't know what it picks up. Now, when I was talking to Bill Chapel about this at the, uh, at the old uh, mill in Dundee where they had their Paracon, because that's where I met him. I talked to him for like 45 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. He said that he was seeing um, people complaining about like stick figures showing up in um, the Xbox 360 camera, the Kinect camera. So that made him buy one, just a camera, buy one, and try to work with it to use in the field. So he basically took the Xbox 360 Kinect camera and the software and all that, and he just enhanced it a lot better. I actually have a, a, a Kinect camera mm -hmm. that um, I use now. I use my handheld SLS and I use my Kinect camera. Do they, do they both pick up the same things? I have not, and I need to like try to match it. And that's a good idea. And I and thanks for reminding me. To, I need to do that sometime. I need to like use the Kinect camera next to the SLS, the regular SLS camera, and see if they pick up almost the same thing. And I need to do that. And I should do that. Thanks for reminding me. To, I need to jot that down. <laughs> You just help me remind me of something. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But um, so in the process, though, Bill Chappell said that he got a call from Microsoft themselves and had a three-hour lecture with them. So I think Microsoft was kind of mad. That's why you guys don't see Connect no more. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the, the most um, – well, I guess we could still talk about the uh... – what are some of the other devices that you guys use? You know, you touched a little bit on the spirit, spirit box, box that. and then the yep. EVP, you know, things that pick up EVPs. Voice recorder, like yep. yeah. Um, I also use a EDI, which measures um, temperature, pressure, uh, vibration, and EMF. I'll use that. Um, I'll use a K2, but... You got to be careful with the K2 because it can give off um, false positives. Same thing with the SLS. You have to be careful because sometimes the SLS will give off false positives. Mm -hmm. um, but that's for that's for any equipment you use. It can give off a false positive. And what, it has what, that false positive. What what usually causes like a K2 meter to go off when it's there's not a spirit present? Like what what would that? Um, what would what would do that? Basically, like if your if your cell phone is on and near it, um, okay. walkie-talkies can do it. Uh, walkie-talkies can can make a REM pod go off, and you're not even near it. So you get you just you got to be careful with what kind of equipment you're using versus doing a baseline sweep, like what causes it to go off normally, and rule that out first before you're saying it's paranormal basically what is the k2 meter picking up what does that pick up uh basically picks up radio waves radio waves yep. and i i've i've watched a lot of people like use those on shows and whatnot and they actually yeah. ask questions and you know get it to light up and 
Um, is that kind of what you guys use it for? Basically, yeah. I use it, I do use it in the field sometimes, but I use it more for my haunted objects. Uh huh. To like answer questions and kind of communicate with you, right? Yeah. Answer questions, um, try to communicate. Um, like when I had my Nest camera set up, because I have a Nest camera, I don't have it set up right now. But when I do, I usually have it on my object, on my haunted artifacts, like 24 seven, where I can watch them. And if, and I can put watch and see if any devices go off. Cause usually if the devices go off, there's some activity somewhere. I can tell you this and this you'll find impressive. And, um, I'll find this video. I don't know if you've seen the video, but I'll find it and, and I'll tag you in it. Okay. I was on my way to work and I have what you call the uh, boo buddy bear. And I'll explain what that is real quick. So there's two versions of that. Okay. And you can find them on uh ghoststop.com. There's a, they're the ones who sell it. There's the boo buddy junior, which only lights up to EMF readings. And then there's the big, the big guy, the, like we say, the parent, the big one. Now, the mm-hmm. big one will respond. It'll ask questions like, um, do you want to play a game? It usually asks us questions every two minutes. Now, there's a question or two where it'll say, can you touch my tummy? Now, if, if there's a spirit near and it reacts and it touches the tummy, the bear will say, ooh, that tickles. And it literally is being touched. And it picks up EMF and it picks up temperature. So if it's cold, it will say, oh, thanks for making it cold in here. Or if it warms up, it will say, oh, it's warm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big Bear, Boo Buddy, I, uh, I highly recommend it, especially with uh, anyone who owns any kind of um, child haunted artifacts. I got a bunch. So, but anyway. So I'm on my way to work and I'm, you know, watching, listening to watching, listening to my desk camera live on the way to work because I just got the bear and I set it up and set it up and I wanted to see, you know, how it um, goes. Well, it asked a question. It goes, do you want to play a game? Like a minute and a half later, you hear this female EV, this female go, no literally yell no inside your car no over my nest camera live there's nobody home and you hear a female go no over my nest camera and i will tag you in that no joke i'll tag you in it or i'll send you the link yeah i'd like to see that that's interesting yeah so what's what's the most scary or even disturbing experience that you've encountered um, in your ghost hunting? I would have to say when I did a residential hall uh, investigation, I got touched. <laughs> that was kind of freaky. <laughs> and it, it felt like what, like a, a regular, maybe a person no, touching you? It felt like a person versus electrical shock. As if you like, if someone like would slide their feet across the rug and go and touch you. Ooh. Yeah. Man. And what what was the story with that that location? 
Um, with that location, there was someone in the household was using a Ouija board and somehow brought some negative stuff home or something, something like that. I mean, there was like so many stories. There was a story where the owner died in the house. I don't, there were so many stories. We didn't know what was, what was and what wasn't. I was actually on the team before I broke off and started my own team. So that's, that's how that came about. Yeah. I think I've said this on the show before, but usually when the word uh, Ouija boards included, it's usually not good after that. So, Oh yeah. Um, I've got a lot of um, friends in paranormal that have used Ouija boards and they said that long as you know how to use it, and use it properly, it's not that bad. It's just, and I have to agree, is that, you know, you get these high school kids, you get these college kids, they get drunk. They're like, hey, let's let's get a Ouija board and let's play on it and see what happens. What happens? They open up a doorway. Something happens, right? Door slams, something gets knocked over. What happens? They don't say goodbye and end the session. They take off running. What's that do? It leaves a it leaves a, a doorway open. So you're you're saying there's there's kind of like a formula to it, or uh, you have to you have to close the session. Yes. Yep. Yep. You have to close the session to close the door. I'm not saying that there's not nothing there, but my thing is is how can you even believe what? the thing is saying or communicating, you know what I mean? It could be manipulating or lying, right? Saying that it's saying that it's somebody and it's really something else. That's true. I agree with you. Now with me, the first time I use, I haven't used a Ouija board yet. I want to attempt to use it because as a paranormal investigator, I want to try every aspect of communication. And that's when I haven't. I'm kind of weary of it because of all the negativity that's around the board. So before I even try it, I would, I would have one of my friends who's a medium there with me in case they feel something negative come through. Then we would end the session before it gets worse. Yeah, that that's fascinating. Um, and that that could be some good research. I mean, I'm not necessarily condoning Ouija boards, but for you per se to try to to get something or figure something out. Um, you could even yeah. use set up your devices and whatnot while you're doing the session. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's interesting. That could be a good live show, man. Oh yeah. Well, me and my wife have uh, talked about doing a um, live Ouija board session with our haunted artifacts. But um, but me and my wife's goal, honestly, is to open a haunted museum here in Toledo, like downtown Toledo. That's our goal. That is like one of our biggest goals. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you guys have a lot of stuff. What are some of the items? Would you, can you share some of the items? Talk about some of the items that are in your... Your artifact room? Um, yeah, uh, I have a African um, 
dagger that was used in rituals. Uh, it believe it's. I believe it has a residual energy, not intelligent. Uh, I again have the wheelchair. I have a. I have a doll that has a little girl. Uh, little girl attached to it. I have to investigate it more, but it was actually removed from a house that was four doors down from the Manson murder home in California and who had it reported seeing like little, like a little girl apparition at the foot of his, at the foot of their bed. Um, wow. That's so funny that I, you mentioned that. I just, I just interviewed somebody yesterday who, who claims to be, uh, had a past life with us, Sharon Tate and that <laughs> she actually went to the home and, talk to the 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 soul of Sharon Tate um cuz she's a psychic as well. Um, oh, okay. That's interesting uh, that you mentioned that. That's pretty cool. Let's see what else. I have a clown that has a 6-year-old named Billy attached to it. I have uh, another doll that has a female attached to it named Corinne. She's very active. Um I actually no joke, I have videos of a ghost meter sitting in Corinne's lap and literally pulsating as if it was like moving to the beat of a heart. I've never in my entire life have ever seen a ghost meter move to like the beat of a heart. Like it was pulsating. It is freaking crazy. Trying to think what else do I have that's very active. Uh, I got two more haunted artifacts I haven't even added to my collection yet. I got a pair of glasses that supposedly moves on its own. Um, I have an apron that dates back to the um, 1900s that has a um, African-American attached to it. It's an older lady. Uh, she's been known to be seen on SLS and in mirrors as an apparition and also in windows as an apparition now collect um, collecting all this stuff has it has it increased the the activity you know to be honest no <laughs> me and my wife you know me and my wife don't hardly ever you know we don't get bothered by the spirits or, or haunt like our attached artifacts um we do not have nothing negative because of we need to protect our children we do not want nothing negative in our in our household so most of our spirits that we have are positive they're not negative um let's see i can tell you this i have i have experienced a spider web effect do you know what that is yeah, I've heard people talk about that. I've never experienced it, but I have heard people talk about that when they're um, doing like, it's almost like you, you walk through to... a web, right? You, Yeah, you can elaborate. Okay. You want me to elaborate and like explain it more? Yes, sir. Okay. So basically what a spider web effect for anyone who's listening is basically it's a spirit manifesting in front of you and you're walking through it and it's known as you're walking through the echoplasma of the spirit which causes a spider web effect now i've had this happen twice to me when i was staying at our old residence 
prior to our other one, I was walking up the stairs from the basement where I where I kept my haunted artifacts. I was walking up the stairs of the basement into a hallway that led to the kitchen through the front door to the kitchen. I walked through there and I just started grabbing my face as if I walked through a spider web. And it's really weird because my wife has not experienced it yet. I have experienced it twice. And the other time was we were leaving for work at like six in the morning. And we have the garage that was, that's attached to like, we stepped down from the bathroom and the door of the garage is right there. I leads right to the laundry room. I walked through there before we went to the, through the garage and go to work. I walked right through that doorway and I experienced it again. And it actually threw me back words. And my wife turned to me and was like, are you all right? I'm like, no, I just caught the spider web effect again. I said, walk through there. She walked through and she didn't experience it. So I'm wondering if it manifested right then and there, I walked through it and then it just went away. But it's really crazy because you're like grabbing your face. Like you're just like grabbing. It's just an instant effect. You're grabbing your face and you feel like you walk through the spider web. It's crazy. Have you ever experienced any full body apparitions, seen anything like that? Um, no. If I ever caught a full body apparition, I would be in heaven. It does seem like one of those things that's very rare, huh? And even, yes. more, even more rare to get like footage of or for people to catch pic photos of, that kind of thing. Oh, yup. It is very rare. If you catch a full body apparition while investigating, you are the luckiest person because I have not caught one yet. Now, I have caught, I've had this bell. I have this bell as a trigger object. And I'll explain this story real quick. And you, you've probably seen this video too and you haven't, I'll, I'll send you the link too. I have two, I have two dolls that are an Amish couple that passed away in a horse buggy accident. Well, I went downstairs to get something out of the freezer. The male's name is Levi. He was sending my ghost meter off. I said, hey, Levi, if you're here, light it up. He lit it up. So I was like, okay. So I said, if your wife is here, can you light that up? No joke. You hear two disembodied bell rings twice disembodied now the bell sitting on the shelf i'm away from the shelf i'm near the stairs i'm not even near the freaking shelf where the bell is i heard it with my own ears and i also caught it on my nest camera and you can hear it, it goes ding and then it goes ding no joke i i, I will be honest i have caught some pretty incredible evidence from my collection incredible how often do you guys investigate we investigate when we can because we we all have full-time jobs mm -hmm. so we have to work it around our everyday job so 
I usually try to aim for the weekends because right. I work every third weekend at work. So I try to aim for the weekends I'm off. What are your thoughts on um, the afterlife as far as, you know, where they go? What, what are these apparitions? What are these ghosts? That kind of thing. You know, it's really hard to say. I mean, I believe that these spirits that are attached to these objects, you know, they mean something to them. And if they're still here and attached to an object, that means that they're not, they're, they're still here for a purpose or a reason. And that they're not ready to leave this world. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, they, they haven't still, moved on. They haven't moved on. They still want to stick around. And I think that some of them, you know, some spirits that are, in, are intelligent, they know that they can still they can still be here by attaching themselves to an object that means a lot to them. And they enjoy it and they don't want to go nowhere. And they like communicating, you know. So Dennis, let me ask you a question. Where where can we find you? How can we contact you and your team, um, the Toledo Spirit Hunters? Um, you can find us on um Facebook on our team page at Toledo Spirit Hunters. Uh we're also on Twitter. Uh you can look us up, Toledo Spirit Hunter. Um we're also on Instagram too at Toledo Spirit Hunters. And our series is on YouTube, which soon will be moved to Amazon Prime. So, yeah, and I, I I would recommend some of the videos. You guys check out their videos. There's some good ones. Um, the ones even really funny. Uh, the wheel the wheelchair one had me cracking up. But uh, that's it for the show, folks. Hey, thanks for being on the show, Dennis. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, that's it for the show, Reality Searchers. Please remember to like us on your favorite podcast app. Share the show. I now want to leave you with a quote from one of my favorite books, Memories of Heaven, by Dr. Wayne Dreyer and Dee Garns. When my mom died at the age of 90, my granddaughter Sophie was two and a half. As we adults sat around for several days doing all the stuff you have to do when someone passes, I made the comment, I wish my mom were here. She'd just love all of this. Sophie pointed down the hall and said, But she is here. She is right down the hall. I know that my mom was there and my granddaughter saw her. We adults couldn't see her because we were too far removed from spirit. But Sophie and mom were right there. That was by Bob Bowman, Hemet, California.